Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. I did the opening right this weekend, or like this week, unlike last week, where I was like, I don't know. I don't know what happened with that one. It's like, it got like caught in my throat or something. I was like, hey, ooh. Um, <laughs> oh. But anyway, uh, welcome back. This is episode 415. We're on the road to 500. Um, I still think we need to get to like close to like 500 and then just like relaunch with the new number one episode. <laughs> oh, do, do you like the comics too? But like just get to the point where we're so close to 500 that it's like everybody was like, wait. Wait, on the episode one, <laughs> it's episode like 497 and then 498 is welcome to episode one of the Infos podcast. Um, anyway, so this episode is called Big Deals, Big Monsters and a Bigger Reacher. Dude is huge. He's huge. Yeah. I can't get he, uh, like, like I was watching um, some Blue Mountain State this week and it's like, yeah, I mean, like, so here's fun, the funny thing. Like, between Blue Mountain State and Smallville, he got bigger, right? Right. And then between Smallville and Hawk and Dove, obviously he got bigger, but he did other stuff in between there. Um, right. And then between Hawk and, or sorry, and then between Titans and Reacher, he got bigger. And then between Reacher and Reacher, he got bigger. Like, can he get bigger for yeah. Reacher season three? Is that what's going to happen? Yeah. So, although like, I did ridiculous. like him talking about um, his TRT routine. Oh yeah, that, so, did you send that to me? I did. Or no, you sent it. Yeah. Uh, one of us sent it to the other. So yeah, something. It's, you know, so many stuff, to so be much honest, of this stuff passes around. With, a lot of times, around. I send you something, and then like ten reels later, you send me the same thing, and vice versa. So yeah, it's, you know, it's scary. That's why I made mean. a lot of the stuff gets passed around. We, so, we just, yeah, or, sure. or we just <laughs> take what Jamie sends and send it to, or Jason, and we send it to each other. Like we haven't already seen <laughs> it. Too. Yeah, right. <laughs> there, there's so many things that I like, and I see you've liked it, and then I send it to you anyway. <laughs> I try not to do that with you, but every now and then it's like, dude, this is too good. I have mm-hmm. to. He has to see it again. It's like it's <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Anyway, um, all right. So before we get started, we're not going to review Rebel Moon this week, um. Mm-hmm. Because I only watched the first half of it. We were talking about this before we went live. Um, I am going to stand by my assertion that Zack Snyder, or as I lovingly refer to him as Zack Snyder, should be a cinematographer and not a director. Yeah, I can't do that. We we go back and forth. I know we do. However, and he, but here's with the thing. that being... Well, hold on. Let me finish real quick. I am willing to recognize the 10 seasons of Supernatural and two seasons of Buffy and Rocky Five for you to agree with me. <laughs> What's Rocky Five? Exactly. But still. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're bargaining here. I think here's the thing it's a really pretty movie. It is. It's really pretty. He needs to stop with the slow motion just altogether. It's like it's like JJ okay. Abrams and the lens flare. The lens flare. It's like, yeah. And he had a fair amount of lens flare in the first half of this movie too. Um okay. now I wait a minute. Oh yeah, I, sorry. Go ahead. This, and this this is it's not actually talk. I love slow motion when done right. Right. Or not done right, but done judiciously? Here and there. Yeah, do, judiciously. Yes. With restraint, as you like to say. Oh, my favorite. Yeah, one of uh but I was telling uh, you know, on the text chain about the movie and mm-hmm. it was like, it's they, somebody asked how long it was. I was like, yeah, two hours long and 50 minutes of slow motion. <laughs> it is way too much slow motion. It gets, it's, but isn't there like a four it, hour cut coming next year? Yeah. And, and it did. This irritates me. Yeah. It irritates me. You're coming on a streaming service. Why are you cutting? He said it. I think it's at least an hour longer. Yeah. Because I compared this movie and I've seen it all. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to you know, give the rating until next week. I've compared this movie to the theatrical cut of Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. When watching that movie, I don't know how many times a Batman v Superman and this movie, man, there's like something is missing from this movie. And then you see the director's cut for Batman v Superman. And I'm like, oh, so much more makes sense. It's, yeah. it's, it's still not a good movie. Don't get me wrong, but it's far better movie than the theatrical cut like no question yeah this i mean but to your point real quick though like comparing this to batman v superman i too did that but i was throwing up in my mouth repeatedly 
Oh, well, yeah, there, there's difference. I'm just talking. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm there's kidding. absolute. And then again, there's some things in that movie, like Lex Luthor, uh, that it doesn't matter what he would have done. That's right. still going to be the worst part for me. This movie is it's it's just frustrating because I'm like, you're going on a streaming service. This is yes. This got released for a week in theaters. Who cares? If well, it got released service, for a week the in theaters so that they could put it up for like yeah. Oscars and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. What I'm saying is you're a primarily streaming movie and we're going to talk more about this next week, you know, regards to the stigma with yeah. streaming and direct to video. And that was, we had a good little discussion on the phone yesterday about that. Yep. Dude, give us the full product because this absolutely felt like a movie where somebody just snipped, snipped, snipped. And again, I'm not saying it's going to be a good, a, a, like, I guarantee you the, the director's cut of this movie is going to be far better than what we got. But on, that's the problem. That that's the problem that we're dealing with. Well, it, yeah, that's my problem. Now, I and was shocked. With I was shocked at your review, you know, um, of the movie, which is kind of why I started watching it last night. After watching, we, I watched my first Hallmark Christmas movie last night. Um, oh, which one? Uh, Naughty or nice with um, oh, what's her name? She was in One Tree Hill. Haley Burton. And then um, Jensen oh. Ackles' wife was in it too, um, but oh, it's like Danielle, Danielle, or yeah. Whatever. The girl's name is Chrissy Kringle, and she uh, she gets Santa's naughty or nice book, and if she mentions a name, it will show them everything that they're doing bad, and she, you know, obviously abuses it. Um, so until oh, she doesn't, we haven't watched so. that one. But uh, but yeah, I don't. Know. I liked it. It was fine. Uh, but then I was like, okay, I'm just gonna throw on. Rebel Moon, and I watched maybe the first 25 minutes, and I fell asleep, and then I woke up with maybe like 30 minutes left, and I saw what happened to Charlie Hunnam's character. It was late. It was like 10.30. Like... Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it was was late. It was later. Um, But anyway, uh, yeah. So, and yes, it is a trend for me, you're right. (laughs) I'm old, man. I just am so tired all the time. Anyway... Oh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, we'll talk more about it. I would, like I said, I was shocked by your, uh, your rating of it. So I'm, uh, interested to watch the end because I, so far, I I think you're being overly fair to it. (laughs) I'm fair to everything. I would. Are you? With his stuff? Yeah, absolutely. No, you are not objective when it comes to Zach. Uh, harshly disagree. Harshly agree. Anyway. All right, let's uh let's pop you agree into. With me. Thanks, great. No, I, I harshly it. agree with me. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, let's 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 just hop right into uh, the big uh, first story for our 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 lone news bite. I need to take that. I need to take the S out there. News bite. All right, uh, scoop Warner Brothers Discovery and talks to merge with Paramount Global. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery Discovery CEO David Zasloff met with Paramount. Global CEO Bob Baskin on Tuesday in New York City to discuss a possible merger. Axios has learned from multiple sources. Um, I'm using Axios because they're the ones who broke it and um, they deserve the credit, even though it's Axios. Uh, But here's the thing why it matters the combination would create a news and entertainment behemoth that would likely trigger further industry consolidation, which is a good thing. We have far too many streaming services and. I like reading through this. I mean, it's a huge deal. Like both companies are worth billions of do- tens of billions of dollars. Um, I think they said the the market value of it would end up being like close to fifty billion. But like Warner Brothers has a ton of debt from all the acquisitions that they've made lately, and CBS right. doesn't. But here's the thing: imagine like so. One of the things that that um, Warner Brothers uh, WBD is going after right now is the NBA. Um, streaming, um, you know, just rights, TV and streaming. Hmm. Paramount has a stranglehold on March Madness. Yeah. This would be, you know how great it would be to have the NBA and like the best parts of the NCAA all in one place for basketball fans? I think that's huge. Yeah. And again, as a basketball fan and as someone who likes to watch both. well, I'm I'm personally not an NBA fan, for the least. However, 
as yes, if somebody you know basketball madness, there are mm-hmm. people that absolutely adore. Like yeah. say for instance, if this was like football and you were comparing it because you know I'm a football fan, right? College football and, yeah. and NFL on one spot, like that's huge. Yeah, that is absolutely huge. Uh, like huge as a uh, huge, huge, huge. It's huge, huge. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's gonna be great. I can't do Trump, so I can just say huge. But uh, yeah, um, and then do the little finger thing yeah. where you like push yeah. your push your fingers out. Oh, I, you know? I can do that very well. Yeah. I can do that very huge. well. Uh, <laughs> best ever. Uh, oh, oh, speaking of bad accents, hold on, I want to hop back to Charlie Bonham. I know he's he's British. His Northern Irish accent that he's doing in Rebel Moon is like nails on a chalkboard. I actually like it. He's like um, the one dude from when they were in Belfast and Sons of Anarchy um, who was working with the guy that stole um, uh, yeah, the kid. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, but not the guy, not the guy who was the, the, the president of you know Sam Bell. But uh, his number two, and that's exactly what he sounds like. Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah All right. I, I digress. Yeah. Um, yes. Anyway, so here's the interesting thing: is there was a tax provision used for the Warner Media and Discovery um, deal, which expires in 2024, that legally allows WBD to explore another deal. So, um, this would be interesting. I, I was, I was listening to some people talk about this and they were like, oh, this is horrible. Warner brothers. They just cancel things. And they, they just, they wrote movies off for, for tax purposes. And it's like one quick clutch in your pearls. And two, if the movie's so bad that they don't want to release it, they're better off doing that. And Disney probably should have learned their lesson with that. And I thought maybe, Warner Brothers would learn their lesson, and then they went and released the Flash. Yeah. So, like Disney so would have, sorry, Disney would have made probably not lost three hundred and fifty million dollars if they had just like taken the write down on the Marvels. Yeah, my thought on this is, like you said, there are way too many streaming services. There does need to be, you know, a just a consolidation in that regard. Yeah. Also what you're doing or potentially what you're doing when you're, you're, and again, this is in the early talk, this may never happen, but I'm saying like the idea of it is what you're able to do with this is take the best of both worlds and hopefully, and this is this, hopefully something like this would force these companies particularly Warner Brothers mm-hmm. Discovery because yeah. again I can't most of the stuff I've watched on Paramount has been good stuff. Yeah. Uh other than Lower Decks. Them, uh yeah, I forgot about that. It's the Star and, Trek cartoon that made me yeah, cancel Paramount. Yeah, I can, remember when I was like I, I'm canceling yeah. this because of this show. I dude, I completely forgot. I yeah. I blocked that out of my mind. So, but when you combine stuff like this what did they say? The cream rises to the top yeah. in the sense of hope you, you, you'll have to be a better judge of what you're producing. Right. And, and also you have a, a company like both companies, you're coming from different angles. I look at Paramount more. And again, yeah, you have a lot of the star Trek movies, but mm-hmm. Paramount lately with, with, you know, Yellowstone, all the uh, Taylor Sheridan shows mm-hmm. uh, like stuff like lioness mission impossible. Yeah. So it's, it's a different, yeah. TMNT. So it's one of those things that one, it helps the consumer in the idea of right. it's lessening streaming services and hopefully you're getting a better product, get better products overall yes. when you do this. Yeah. Um, so like jump back like 10 years when it was pretty much just like Netflix out there and Hulu. Um, the reason these companies were making money hand over fist was because of licensing deals. Like yes. Seinfeld got licensed to Hulu for like a hundred million dollars or something crazy like that. I don't, I don't think it was that much, but like, you know, for this massive amount for the, the entire run of Seinfeld exclusive to Hulu. Um, now it's on Netflix and 
whatever. But uh, you know, it, it it was this, and then all these these companies are like, well, why are we why are we putting our stuff on other people's platforms when we can just make our own? And I don't think they understood how hard it is to do that. And then you have to go and get an audience, and then you have to make your own original content. Where you know, honestly, if you would have just kept with like Netflix, like um, like looking at Disney, right? Disney wanted their own thing after. Like, I'm going to say Daredevil is what made Disney be like, oh, we should have our own streaming service. Um, I think so, too, honestly. And 100%. here's what happened is Daredevil was great when it was being franchised out. And then when the uh, identity psychos at Disney got their hands on it, they turned him into a cuck little bitch. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's a, yeah. It's like, well, hold on. No, this is not. This is not how you, you know, um, this is not how you do this. This is not okay. Like, you were better off with the the other model. And here's the thing, though, is you can then create things like, um, oh, what was it called? The um, the the Peacock Show about the the true crime podcast, based on a true story, right? Based on a true story would have been something that got a huge bidding war from from like Netflix, Hulu, whoever, like Amazon, right? Um, and, and that would have been a great thing for all of those people. Instead, it was on Peacock, and it was just okay. I mean, it was it was good. It was fun. I'm I'm I'm. I think there's a second season coming. If not, I hope there is. Um, but that would have been something that would have been a much bigger like cultural like touchstone because of all these people who are into true crime podcasts, something like that, that comes out, that's a comedy kind of mocking it, kind of like celebrating it. That'd have been huge, huge. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's, yeah. And, and you're talking about the licensing. I have uh, on Netflix right now, all of the DCU stuff is on Netflix mm -hmm. now. Right. Yeah. So uh, again, I, I, I think the idea of, hey, we can do this too, where you had a better bang for your buck basically renting out your properties instead of mm -hmm. putting them on a the service, yeah, putting I, all this infrastructure. I just think culturally, right? And, like culturally, you want yeah. these things to be like Game of Thrones. You want these things to be like success, Succession would have been so much bigger if mm -hmm. like – it was only on HBO, but there were just a few other streaming services, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, right. Like, and you know, like uh, to me, I think HBO should be a protected brand, which it's not anymore. Uh, because remember, it's not TV; it's HBO. Uh, mm -hmm. But you know, it, it, it's just going go, going the way they're going. Like this makes me excited. Like if they're merging this, because here's the other fun thing about this: WBD does not own a broadcast network. Right. So yeah. there, it's not like what Disney had to go through when they were acquiring 20th Century Fox and Fox in general. So, um, like, NBC, you know, Com Comcast owns NBC Universal, you know, um, or Comcast Universal, whichever one it's called. But uh, that would be hard for, say, Paramount to pair with them because they would have to divest from one of the two broadcast networks because one company is not allowed to own more than one due to the FCC uh, mm -hmm. rules. Right. So anyway, I don't know. This, this, I like this kind of stuff. This is the, the kind of stuff I, I, I enjoy reading about and digging into. So, you know, um, I imagine it would be a huge stock boost for both companies to, to do that. I mean, you look at what happened to Hulu. Like Hulu is now solely owned by Disney this year because they had to pay Comcast uh, the hundred million or hundred billion dollars or whatever crazy amount it was. When Hulu first started, it was ABC, it was Fox, it was some CBS. You know, it was like all of them kind of came together and they're like, "Hey, we need a place where we can put our stuff to stream the next day after Dare's Live." Mm -hmm. And Hulu was great, and Hulu still is great. But like Hulu was great forever before that. Like, that's the only place I ever watched Parks and Recreation. I never watched Park, Parks and Recreation on NBC. I just watched the next day on Hulu because I could do so without commercial. An evil plot to take over the world. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do. I plot to take over the world, Pinky. 
I love those commercials, those original Hulu commercials. Oh, yeah. Right. So, oh, gee, Brian, what are we going to do tonight? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Attempt to take over the world. <laughs> anyway, all right. I, I, I'm excited about this. Like, we're, we're definitely going to, like, keep, keep our eyes on this and, and talk more about this. Um, you ready to move on to Monarch? Yes. Okay. Monarch, Legacy of Monsters, Episode 7. Will the real May Shady please stand up? Wait, hold on. Will the real May please stand up? Chicka, chicka. <laughs> All right. Um, so out of five, holy crap, that's Dominique Tippers. What do you give this episode? 3.65 out of five. See, I went with a 4.11, and I probably gave it a half a point just because Dominique showed up, and she's awesome. Yeah, I probably gave it a couple <laughs> extra particle points for her too so um all right so the past in this episode is 2012 so no uh no wyatt russell no bill randy jr no uh no kiko um yeah in this episode which makes me sad but you know at the yeah. same time we did get a really cool uh scene at the end um in the in the um in the present so yeah. Um, so May's real name is Cora Mateo. Um, she's recruited by Dominique Tipper to come work for a company um, that produces all sorts of stuff. And she is super entitled and thinks she should be allowed to know everything. And, you know, then when she finds out and what's happening there, she, you know, destroys what's being done. And, uh, you know, proves why they shouldn't have trusted her. <laughs> yeah. I, again, even before this episode, I, I, I've never been a huge fan of her, this character. Well, we've talked about how poorly written she is. Yeah. And this episode only, which everything you said about her being entitled, six months on the job, and again, Dominique Tipper's character, which, what was her name? Well, Mrs. her character, Mrs. Business. <laughs> she even says it after you know they have that meeting where the, it's basically the interview and what have you. Brenda, and then Brenda she's Holland. Working there. Brenda Holland. Holland. Okay. Yeah. And she says, "What do you you expect to be doing all of this after six months or or what have you?" And it's it, it's again it's yes, you have to cut your teeth. You have no experience with this. Yes, you're great at what you do. They they've shown that. But it goes far. It goes beyond that. Mm -hmm. And like you said, what she does is finds out what they're what they're working on. You know, hacking their systems while she's at work. And again, people, you you might feel like you're entitled to stuff as this character. But guess what? There are things you don't need to know. There are things you're not ready to know. There are things you're not ready to be involved in. And when you do something like she does, you only prove that. And I, I find it funny because, you know, the data that she, what she erases. And again, this AET company was doing stuff that, you know, from a regulatory standpoint was, was probably very bad in the sense of, I, I was going to say human rights, but mm -hmm. animal rights violations. However, this is the thing how it, what they were doing could possibly benefit humankind. And then you erase all that data. Right. And then right. when she has that conversation with Holland in the present, she was like, I I'm sure Mr. Moneybucks, whoever the, you know, whoever the head of that company is, has, has the money to do that to, you know, to put more money into it. Cause she was like, you, you cost us millions, Right. Uh, you know, in the research and the time, and then that's her response. Right. If that's not an entitled, you know, arrogant response, yeah. That that oh, again, it makes me like the character even less. You know, like they set her up to be like this really capable character when we first met her. Like she wasn't awful that in that first episode. No, she wasn't. No. And then, like the minute they had to go on the run, she was like trying to like drop a dime on everybody and you know, get out of that and, and all that. And it was just like, oh, all right, this, this, your, this, your point this is, character she's, is like you get yeah, no, she's a paper tiger, written. you know, as a character and not the good paper tiger movie. Well, that's paper tigers. Yes. 
and um, it's an amazing movie. And that was my favorite movie from what two years ago. Um, but yes, I, I need to watch that again. Uh, I haven't watched that. Before. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so that's the past. The past is stupid. We're not going to worry about the past in this episode. Although there was cute monkey wearing a cybernetic headband. And I was really interested I know, to see right? what he was going to do. Um, Try and take over the world. It's just the same thing we do every night, Pinky. Um, but in the in the present, um, they Monarch. Monarch is really weird in this episode, right? They're working with AET. Um, they're setting off a false Titan alarm so that they can like rescue May and and um, the gang. And Tim survived, by the way, which I called last week. Yeah, you did. So just putting that out Because we there. didn't see him die. You don't see him die. He's not dead. And he pulled a Godzilla, and he just like came out of his nap in the earth and was like, Rah! All yeah, Godzilla would want to do was take a nap. And they have to bother him when he's in Africa. He's like, look, I'm not near anybody. I'm not bothering anybody. I'm just trying to take a nap. And here you are trying to wake me up. Blah. All nuts. <laughs> um... <laughs> I really so here's where here's where my 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 score um, came in this week. It was the last yeah. part of the episode with Shaw and Duvall taking over the the Monarch outpost and then figuring out a way to ste- to seal the the rift. Right. I thought that was really cool. I like the way they did it. I'm curious if um, the Fire Eater is dead. Um, I forget what they called that thing. Hold on. Um, where is it? The frost, the frost vark, frost vark. Yeah, like I wonder if he's dead. I don't know. Um, I would assume so because he got like blown up. Um, but it was really cool because like I kind of forgot about the Hollow Earth for a second. I, I really did too, honestly. Because so, I was like, wait, what are they doing? I'm like, oh, that's right. In this world, Hollow Earth theory is a real thing. Yeah. Um, which makes me want to go watch Kong versus Godzilla again. But at the same time, I was thinking the don't same thing. I want to watch Kong versus Godzilla again. Um, I just want to watch the fight scenes, honestly. Really, what I want to watch is Godzilla not drowning Kong when they're in the middle of the ocean. That whole scene was. I mean, come on, come on, man! Like, I mean, it's on. such a mismatch. Come on, yeah, yeah. So, um, they had Godzilla fourteen, Godzilla King of Monsters, and Kong Skull Island, um, for like nine ninety nine, as a a three pack on uh, iTunes. Oh, nice. So, of course, you know, what did I do? <laughs> um what you always do i buy movies the deal i love i love like like if like i bought a christmas vacation because it was 4.99 like you know i have the dvd i think i might even have the blu-ray still but like you know i don't have to worry about pulling those out (laughs) so lazy (laughs) anyway uh so no i like this and like kurt russell at the end was like yeah (sighs) love it so um, now he said his name was the, th- uh, Leland Shaw, the third. Right. Was, I thought Shaw was a junior. Was I wrong about that in the first episode? I, I couldn't even tell you, honestly. So, I, I don't recall how they frame that. Cause they just have, they have it like Kurt Russell as Lee Shaw, a former U S Colonel who joins Kiko in Bill's investigation and later becomes involved in Monarch. And then Wyatt Russell is a young Lee Shaw. So like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out when they're going to tell us when, uh, when we learn about, you know, why he looks so young. Yeah. That's the thing I'm really interested in. That well, one of the one of those little pass off lines that I we talked about a few episodes mm-hmm. ago, where I said, 
there's they're going to do a store something that store there's something to that and why he looks as young as he does yeah and i mean we, we still have a few episodes left and that hopefully that'll play in and they don't just forget about it but yeah. i'm very curious to see what happens with that yeah um and then we had uh robin from the boys aka a train speed Bump, yeah um <laughs> as barnes so she was like i don't know there's just some of these characters, I'm like, what is, what, why, you know, I don't know. So, I forgot she was in the Expanse. Yeah, I, was, I did. Uh, I actually she did. She was did. Amos's fuck buddy. Yeah, and uh, what world was that they were on? That planet? Um, oh, it was the, um, it was the, it was in a planet. Or it was a planet. Yeah, it was the one through one of the ring gates. Um, and then she was Shockwave on Jupiter's Legacy. And apparently she was in Why oh. the Last Man, but I didn't make it past the first episode of that. Oh, God. Train wreck Look, the the less we talk show. about that show, the better. But yeah. she was in um, a show on Netflix that I really like called Working Moms, where she played Mean Nanny. Um, that is, uh, that's a pretty funny show. Oh, and uh, I got to say, poor Quintaro watching yeah. Kate. And that's, oh, my gosh. Like... I, anyway, let's just that that was another one of those things where it's like, really, do we have to do this? Yeah. Do we have to go here? Yeah, apparently we do. And speaking of entitled, like or not necessarily entitled, but being a school teacher, Kate is extremely immature. Right. And well, I guess if you look at over the last year and a half, some of the stuff we've seen school teachers say on social media, that's kind of par for the course if you want my thoughts but, on school teachers just go look at anything i comment about school teachers on and you can see it i'm not going to record it um yeah it's it's, it's not like, um, rehash, like but bambi's mom said if you don't have anything nice to say <laughs> shit post on the internet <laughs> so again like with the the whole kate and may thing and yeah. well it's more May for this episode because yeah. she was the focal point. There were, don't get me wrong. There was some interesting stuff about AET and what they're working on. And what one of the things Holland said is like, could you imagine how much information we could get from studying the nervous system of something as big as Godzilla? Right. So, that, I mean, that's an interesting aspect of the company research and how different arms of this this world are looking at these titans right and this would happen yeah you're because you, there could be absolute benefits to some of the stuff regardless of how they come across so that was a theme as, of pacific rim yeah it it's like was. the leftover yes. parts of the kaiju that like had medicinal right. properties who's hallucinogenic properties you know um they could create new chemicals and, and things out of it. So I don't know. I like this episode because this was a great little slowdown episode that we needed. Mm -hmm. And and then it's set up with what happened at the end with sealing the Hollow Earth ga uh, gate. You're right. Like, you know, so here's the question. Is Shaw trying to make it that Godzilla is the last Titan standing outside of the Hollow Earth? And are we going to see King Kong? Yeah, I, I'm curious or to see and King again, Kong Jr. because you know we're, we've got Kong versus X coming out next year, and you know, yeah, yeah. And again, I, I it, it, don't get me wrong, I I have some serious issues with this episode, particularly because of the main storyline of May. It's just not my thing, and I don't like it. But I still gave it a three six five, so it's not like I gave it a three. I still thought it was a solid episode. It, like you said, it was it was. It wasn't like a couple episodes ago that almost felt like it was treading water, like right. our lowest rated episode. I, I forgot which one it was, but it also moves stuff forward, with, especially with the Lee Shaw yeah. stuff and the Hollow Earth. Yeah. That is going to be probably a big part of the last, you know, that this last back half of the this season. So it it did its job. It's just there was just some things I didn't like on it, and there were some things I actually did like. I wonder if we're going to have more of Holland. Now that we have introduced being I'm, introduced to AET, why would you waste Dominique Tipper like for a for one, episode one episode cameo, right? Right. Um, yeah. I did like um, the end with the monarch. Um, what is her name? The lady who's in charge of monarch. 
um, Natalie Verdugo. Um, she's the deputy director where she had her very authoritarian, like, monarch in the background like we're very sorry that we let off the titan alarm but just know we are working for you to make sure okay. we understand the titans and how to never let something like g-day happen again also let them fight this is <laughs> I, I, this is a funny thing i have to i have to call out to not once during the time we've seen her on tv or or not on tv but on the show yeah. did she go with her you know pronounce things with her accent and oh, then she yeah. does it like four times so yeah. in that yeah. uh, that was hilarious that that made me laugh actually i understand yeah. her name yeah. doing that yeah but when she says muto muto, muto. Like, come on come on come on and then she started pronouncing things that should be pronounced with an l with an r you know it's just yeah so <laughs> i right. thought that was funny though. i did too it was it was just very pandering and like oh yeah this is exactly what this person would do all right let's uh let's move right. on to our last topic here um reacher mr yes. reacher it's just reacher uh episode four a night at the symphony um okay so out of five everyone's getting thrown out of helicopters when do you give this one I like that. 3.81 out of you're, 5. You're ridiculous. You are utterly ridiculous. This is a 4.45 piece of ice if I've ever tasted one. <laughs> so okay. um, we learned a ton in this episode, which was great, which is, you know, again, after the tour de force that was – episodes one through three, this was a nice, like, okay, now we're going to set up what's going to happen for the next half of the season. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, we learn more about AM, um, that he finds people who look like him and assume their identities. <laughs> so um, his knife is sick, by the way. Right. Like, like the out in front knife that he has, like the, just the motion on that. And then obviously how sharp it is. But uh, but it's like, man, I need to get one of those. I don't have an out in front knife. I just have an automatic one. Well, four. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So this was interesting. We we find out more about New Age. Um, we learn. So when they kidnap the senator's um, aide, um, I thought that was pretty great. When Dixon brought well, one. Hold on. Let's stop and talk for a second about Dixon and Neely. And those dresses. Yeah. Um, yes, please. Let's let's like that should be Dixon and yeah. Neely's like just uniform for the rest of the show is bomb ass evening gowns where they look. I mean, they're both super attractive women. So, but yeah, it was like whew, especially Neely. I was like, yeah, what's up, girl? Yeah, I was I, like, yeah. I was like, yeah. what's up? What's up, girl? How you doing? Even uh, even <laughs> Finley was like, what's up, girl? Yeah. Which, you know, that being said, Fenley's back. I love, I absolutely love so, that he was back. I like, I like that she called him elbow patches too. Yeah. So, and um, yeah. So, yeah, we're watching, uh, we're on season one watching because Jess has never watched it. So, <gasps> by the so time, lucky. maybe next week, yeah. we'll, she'll be caught up. Okay. Well, maybe no, probably the week after that we'll be caught up and watching it real time. But yeah, we just finished this morning the episode where we first get Neely in season one. Okay. When Reacher calls her, uh, and I was, I was just I was like I love this character. Like she's one of those like a like even that quick scene in episode I think I don't know if it's four or five of season one where we get first introduced. You're like okay, she is awesome, mm -hmm. and. Yeah, like she even more awesome in this episode. Yeah. Um, and then let's like let's not forget about the fellas because O'Donnell and Reacher looked pretty pretty smart in their suits. Pretty as dapper. Well. They were dapper. They cleaned up well. Um, <laughs> I liked I liked when Reacher's like uh, where they're like where's your clothes? I threw them away. Um, yeah. Wait, he goes. Well, if I have more clothes, then I'm gonna need a suitcase. And then if I have a suitcase, I'm gonna need a house. And if I have a house, I'm gonna need a car. Or, or yeah. 
<laughs> it's like, what is happening here? I, again, um, I I said this last week. Mm-hmm. The the chemistry between these four characters, yes. Neely Dixon, Reacher, and O'Connell, are so good. It's mm-hmm. it makes me sad in a way. But I, I trust the writers because they so far they in these first season and a half they haven't disappointed. Having to the idea of they probably won't be back in season three, which is fi- because I'm, I'm I'm actually fine with that. Well, well, I know you're fine. What I'm saying is I'm disappointed because in the sense of how well they work together, it's well, it's, it's it's but it's like, almost this was like what the eleventh book. Uh, they combined two books, I think, and it's. So I, I, I don't I don't recall. So and again, Neil, they they do change a little a few mm-hmm. things because I did read that Finley never shows up after the first book. Yeah. But him being in this episode, th- that works. That was great. Mm-hmm. But like I said, even though I'm disappointed, I something else will happen because the writers have done a good job. And I and I think Neely's I don't it doesn't matter if she's in the books or not consistently. I don't know if she is. I think she is. But. She's that one tether to reacher's past that he can always reach out to and it makes sense if he reaches out to her all the time you know what i mean because o'connell has a family so that that makes sense that he wouldn't necessarily be in you know future and dixon is always undercover Mm -hmm. but i just love their chemistry together i it's it is so like just the the banter back and forth the wink that she gave him when she walked by after she came out of the dressing room in that gown was just spot on yeah like that that right there is chemistry nothing had to be said and that wink Mm -hmm. just told us everything that both of them were thinking right Um, so i i really that's the this is the my favorite part of this season so far is just the chemistry between their their little their little quartet so yes um so we learn more about what the kind of the overarching like like you know, last last year was the counterfeit, or last season was the counterfeiting. This season, it is a missile system called Little Wing that is designed to enable enable terrorist attacks. Um, and what it does is it will purposely miss its target, and then hang out for a little bit, and then come back and get its target. Yeah, and I I, I like what the guy says because I thought it was so. It was like, you can't be this naive. He's like, it's so secure. Like, there's no way it can get into anyone else's hands. It's like right. Right. Are you serious? Right. So, like, are you that dumb? Are you he, really that he dumb? He is, that... because there's a lot of people like that out there right now who are like, oh, oh, well, abs- oh absolutely. they would never use the Patriot Act against me. So, yeah. by the way, Joe, my FBI agent, Joe, um, I hope you're enjoying this episode. Um, <laughs> I just named him Joe. I don't know if it's a Joe. It could be a woman. I don't know. I mean, they they have those in the FBI as well. It could be Joe. Jolene. Um, Jolene. Joella. Joella. So Josephine, just Joe. Anyway, so I I just named my FBI. I like one. My memes were fire this week, so I hope you enjoyed them and you got a good laugh. Um, Daryl and I did not talk a lot this week, so you don't have to worry about him as much. But (laughs) anyway, Joe, (laughs) that's hilarious. That's a joke that Spots and I have. Um, (laughs) Just running gang. Uh, Okay, the biker gang. <laughs> the biker gang attacks them. Like I don't know what I expected to happen, but I was laughing when they were fighting more than not. But did Neely get stabbed? I don't because like he was like, How is that? And she's like, it'll heal, and it looks like she had something sticking out of her chest. Okay, I'll have to go back and rewatch yeah, that. So part. anyway, I, I just cause like I it was like dark, like the screen, you know, everything's so dark now. I'm just like I feel so yeah. old. Like everything's so dark. Why can't things be lit properly? Um, Why can't things be 84 minutes long? Movies. Hey, 84 minutes is a long movie. <laughs> I, I mean, I honestly I saw that Iron Claw, which I'm I'm going to see here in a little bit. Was uh, two hours and twelve minutes. two hours and twelve minutes. I was like, fuck. I wonder how they're going to handle his foot amputation. Yeah, I was I was wondering that too when I was like reading some stuff about it. But Chris is not even in it. No, they're like, dude, he's five foot five, yeah, or whatever. Like yeah. he doesn't need to be. No, in it. no, he was not a beast like the rest of them. Anyway, so the the fight with the biker gang. I mean, like Reacher took out most of them, um, and then Neely had her little or not Neely. Um, Dixon had her little knife Dixon. shoes, and like they were like they were literal stilettos. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, also, watch, watching the fight, like, oh, Sean Sippos, he moves like he knows what he's doing. Yes. Like, watching him deliver yeah. shots, I, oh, yeah. that was the first thing I thought. I was like, dude, like, he, he probably trained something. Well, it's the first because, time we saw him physical, really. Yeah. You know, other than, like, and, getting lucky shots off in squirrels and barns yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> but, yeah, that, again, there's... I generally like Reacher fights, and again, there were some great moments in that. Some of those leg breaks were awesome. Oh yeah, uh, but th- this it, it did what some shows and movies tend to do. It fights last too long, and the longer a fight lasts, the more chore- choreography you see in it. Right, and and part of it was once he got the lead pipe and like he hit the guy off the bike, and you know, like that was that was mm-hmm. the stuff that made me laugh. But like, here's yeah, this like I, I was definitely laughing. It was what like eight on four, and yeah. you know it's like you probably needed to bring like three more people. Um, but it was just funny. But then at the end, you know, they're going through and they find another burner phone, and you know he makes the call, and I loved it. He's like, "It's oh, it's done, but not the way you want." <laughs> and and uh, I love what he says. What you want? Well, and here's the thing though, like Robert Patrick. And, and Alan have really good, like, like, you know, I know they're not actually talking to each other, but the way that scene was cut together makes it feel like there's good chemistry there too, from that adversarial point of view, because it's so well written and they're both so good at delivering dialogue. Um, but yeah, he was like, well, I have the power to give you anything that you want and, uh, you know, to go away and Reacher just says, well, I want to throw you out of helicopter. Because, you know, they've, they're, they're, I don't know. I think it's funny that, that a couple of them were like, Shaw is working for New Age. He's a bad guy. And then, you know, Reacher and, and Neely were like, no, no, that's no, no, we're, we're good. Yeah. Here. So, and, um, and, I, and I like that too, that yeah. uncertainty when they were talking between one another about Swan. And right. then you get the flashback about the, that bar of, was it heroin or yeah, whatever? Uh, the it was. brick of, the brick of H. That was left in the yeah. car. But this is the fun thing about when, th- and this is why I like when shows do this. Like, I like when the audience knows more than the characters. I, I think yeah. because it doesn't spoil things, but when the characters make wrong choices and you know it, it makes you like empathize with them a little more and feel for them a little more. But then at the same time, be like, I'm smarter than you because I actually know what's happening, um, <laughs> which, you know, it, it, it's 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 a fun way to watch. And it can be overused, but they're not overusing it here and adding that degree of like, oh, is he or isn't he? But I don't know. I, I, I thought this was a great episode. I thought it was nice, like resetting the pieces on the chessboard. And now we're going to go, you know, boss to the wall. Um, yeah, and again, this is like the halfway point. This, I thought the episode was not as good as the first three combined. Again, we're kind of we kind of combined the first yeah. three anyway. But yeah, we combined the first. Yeah, but I, I thought I thought still thought it was a solid episode. Yeah, I get it. I'm just giving you crap. It, it, yeah. But. Oh no, I'm just talking about just because so, again, sometimes when people see ratings, mm-hmm. where and, well, and, and, and I've seen other guys, our, our other rating, people do this. our rating system is you know. I mean, a six out of 10 is good from us. Right. Like, yes. if you guys listen religious, religiously, like you should, since we're kind of a cult, um, have I given anything a nine in, in the last couple of years? I can't. And, and like, even me, like, I've, I've, I may have gotten something a nine, but we're, yes, yeah, so I've gotten several things an eight or so, or in this case, a four out of five or something like that. But it's, yeah, get we're tough graders. I mean, this episode did exactly what it needed to do for this point in the season. And which is why I gave it a high score because it, one, it, it just ticked off all the boxes it needed to tick off. And, and two, it was what needed to happen to make us excited for the rest of the, the season and now we're at the halfway point and everything's set up ready to go. There's no there's no like oh filler episode, you know. We're going to have uh, a dying alien dream about her old teacher as she drowns. Yeah, that's my shot at Ahsoka because they weren't in the world between worlds. She was just dying and she sucks. Uh. 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> That's great. God, how can you take such a cool character and re reduce it to that? Seriously. I mean, for realsies. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. I don't know. It is what it is. Reacher's good. Monarch. Monarch is good. I think Monarch's a little more uneven than Reacher. But yeah, um, absolutely. And I, I will still, despite the unevenness of Monarch, it's still, it's one of those surprises to me because again, I was late to the party and realizing it was going to be a show. And I, I've, I've been, I've been satisfied for the most part of what we've gotten right. with Monarch. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. I've, I've uh, like, I don't know. I, I didn't watch any of the previews or anything for it. And, you know, um, it was it was just I, I saw it and I was like, okay, this is about the new King Kong shared universe. I've enjoyed all of the Kong and Godzilla stuff other than the boat fight. Um, let's see. Let's just watch. Um, but yeah. All right. Uh, that's it. Merry Christmas. Um, we'll be back. Um, we're actually gonna see each other next week. It's crazy. I know. Yeah. I don't think I've seen you in like a year. <laughs> no, I saw you last week when we got on the call and you were on your voice chat. I saw you for like three seconds. Oh, do my hair is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be cut so bad and I'm not cutting it. So <laughs> uh, I'm not going to let it grow like long, like two years ago, but like I'm letting it, I'm not gonna go with a fade for a while so it's too cold are you gonna do uh are you gonna do a uh you know pseudo mullet i thought about it <laughs> but yeah i don't know well last time i saw you your hair was long and then like i think you cut it all off again maybe i don't remember yeah i did uh, in july but it's uh, i'm growing it back yeah but um Anyway, all right. Well, uh, Merry Christmas to you all, um, even you, Daryl. <laughs> oh, thank you. But tell Jess I said Merry Christmas. Actually, you'll probably you'll get my text on Christmas morning when I send something about zombies. So, oh gosh. All right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's not like Easter or what I like to call Christian Zombie Appreciation Day, but it's still a fun day. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anything else you want to add? Nope. Just Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night or um, a good day or uh, whenever you're watching, listening to this. On that note, I bid you adieu. <laughs> all right. We'll see y'all later. <laughs> Bye. All right. See ya. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamous podcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.